This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know how to tell you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Titanic. I'm the king of the world. This movie came out in 1997. Written and directed by James Cameron. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane, Kathy Bates, Bill Paxton, Bernardo. Billy who? Billy Zane. Back up, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Uh, Bernard Hill, David Warner, Victor Gerber, I don't know, a bunch of people. Susie what Ames. a baby. Future oh. Mrs. Cameron, Susie Ames. There you go. Jonathan oh, Danny. was that a, like a, a, a Danny <laughs> Was that like a Cape Capshaw Spielberg thing going on? Uh, well, I think at this point he was married to... Um, He's had like eight wives. So Linda Hamilton. Know. Yeah, he was, he was married to Hamilton at that point. Oh, okay. And then Linda Hamilton's twin sister, and then this lady from Titanic. <laughs> Is that how I, it I, I don't know about the sister part, but uh, anyway. No, Cameron it's, knows about the sister parts. Yeah. And uh, somewhere in there is Catherine Bigelow, and also somewhere in there is Dale Landhurt. The European Bigelow. Yeah. Oh, but but as far as the cast is concerned, uh, there's also Janine Goldstein playing an Irish woman. <laughs> She's a chameleon. Oh, yes. <laughs> she, she is. Uh, Leonardo's friend is the guy from one of the troop, the Navy SEALs from The Rock. Yeah. It took me forever to figure out who he was. I'm like, who is this guy? The, the Italian guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ita- Dan- the Italian guy. Dan- <laughs> Danny like, go. Danny Yanucci. Don't go. I'm talking like this uh, for the entire movie. (laughs) I'm surprised no, um, uh, what's his face in this? Michael Bean? Bean? Yeah. 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 Well, he's already on the That's in the future when he's at the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. Yeah. All right. um, Well, this has been, uh, this is my topic. Uh, I've had it on the list for a little while now, and with certain current events, <laughs> kind of wanted to do it uh, even more so. And for, I think everyone's this way because this is on Netflix, by the way. And it's trending. I think it's the number yeah. two movie. <laughs> I, I wonder mm-hmm. why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it with Laura, who you know she was the perp- when this came out, her and her friends went and saw it multiple times in the theater, as most <laughs> young girls did. And she, so she was texting her friends, like, and it's like, this is not as good as I remember it. Do you? And then she goes, <laughs> she, they started laughing. And we just started watching it too because of recent events. So I think it's on everyone's mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this was, this was their Lord of the Rings, except Lord of the Rings absolutely holds up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. But, um, yeah, I did not see this in the movie theater. I, a couple times we had plans to go out and see it with friends and stuff, and we just never did. Um, I never did, and I, I was trying to tell Laura. Like I remember, there was this backlash. Like Star Wars fans didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I don't know why. It was like, 
oh, because their movie overtook Star Wars as the most popular movie, and so we don't like him anymore. And then we booed him when The Beach came on as a trailer for Phantom Menace. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it was okay. a weird thing. I mean, he was I cast, yeah. he was just like a twink for a long time, right? Like, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> the first movie where he became like the Leonardo DiCaprio that we know now. Yeah, it's weird. I guess watch this the whole time. He's such a little boy in this. <laughs> so he, like, uh, I had it on the background the other day, uh, The Quick and the Dead. Well, he was oh, like yeah. he's 12 in that. Not much better here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least he's still dating twinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeez. what? Those are too uh, old for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so I did not see this in the theater. I did, I finally saw it once. I kind of was like, I have to see it. And I watched it on, I probably got the Netflix disc sent to my house. Uh, and then I've seen bits and pieces of it, like, on cable since then. But, yeah, I've only seen it the one time. Um, it was all right. I mean, it's cheesy, and, you know, it's a romance story, so not really my thing. But mm-hmm. I, I don't hate it either. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the stuff as we go. But, um, Alex, what's your history with it? Um, I saw it in the theaters. I forget who I went with. Um, I don't think a it was... A girl? No. Well, <laughs> I mean, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been on a date. Because um, I don't think I would have seen it otherwise, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, okay. I think the Titanic and Ghostbusters 2 was better, but... <laughs> Finally made it to New York, yeah. Yeah. I bet I that joke that. was over our head the first time we saw Ghostbusters 2, by the way. Probably. We probably, probably knew what the Titanic was, probably, but mm-hmm. didn't know that it was actually supposed to show up in New York. But anyway. All right. Uh, Scott, what's your history with this movie? Uh, also did not see it in the theater. I, I do remember, like... We're the two people, Scott, because everyone else in the world did. <laughs> yeah. <so> like... <laughs> yeah. So you, you talked about uh, Laura and all her friends were, like, into it. It was the same thing. Like all, I remember all the girls in high school, like, mm-hmm. they, they, they went to see it multiple times. I do remember watching it in, like, VHS with my girlfriend at the time and her getting irritated because I was, I was dunking on the movie. um but uh yeah i I hope you had a comfortable couch scott yeah (laughs) i've seen um i I think i've seen it like everything all the way like but never from beginning to end and oh okay (laughs) um this time around also didn't because it's a long movie (laughs) i had to break it up over a couple days uh yeah, it was my, my my first time making a concerted effort to sit down and watch it, uh, but I like knew everything that would happen. Like it's so ingrained in pop culture, um, there weren't really too many surprises there. Um, I, I I do want to to mention um, a couple things on the side. Uh, so on a family trip back in like 2017, I actually went to Belfast in in Ireland to the shipyard where the Titanic was built, oh, and cool. there's a whole museum there. It's actually a ride. <laughs> you Ooh, go on. Don't want to go on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a dark ride. Um, we we risked it, um, but uh, yeah. So, th- so that was kind of interesting. I like we went cause my, my mom's like super into it, um, but uh, yeah. So I've, <laughs> I do I do have a personal connection to this, even though I've never really seen the movie, um, and uh, just a, a couple tidbits of, of trivia as I was going through this um, so those shots of uh, the Titanic were real at least some of them 
I'm, I'm some a of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I think, no, to no one's surprise, Cameron just wanted to do this so he could do, like, get funding for that. Um, and uh, the other thing is, the, the cost to make this movie was more than the original Titanic would have cost. Um, by a lot. Like, yeah. obviously adjusted for inflation. But, uh, so I, th- I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah. It's yeah, fun. and I guess just before we get into the... I mean, everyone... This thing was one best picture. It was not, you know, everyone was talking about it that year. Uh, as you mentioned, James Cameron, huge boner for the bottom of the sea. Um, <laughs> it's a very specific finish. <laughs> uh, he's like Troy McClure, but the deep sea creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's he's turned up on the uh, ocean. No, no, the the bottom of it <laughs> specifically. Oh, oh, oh I, the I, fish I, inside. <laughs> no. So, sorry, I I, I did want to have a, a small discussion before before we started. Uh, what what do you think was the reason that this got into like the zeitgeist? Why was this so hugely popular? Like, uh, obviously, there's the romance. I, the Randy I Angle. think it's it's one of those movies that has multiple quadrants, right? Yeah, like the young yeah, girls the yeah. were going to see it for the love story, and I think adults were like, "Oh, well, let's t- let's go see the Titanic sinking," right? And you know, even old. I mean, like, I think it's all of that. Um, and it there's a little bit of kind of action i mean it is a four i can't say i hate this movie as much as i want to hate it i don't hate it um so i think that's it it's it's long i mean it's long but nowadays it's not that long i mean we have avengers movies lasting three hours and lord of the rings um Mm -hmm. but for the time like i know laura was saying infamously this is one of those two cassette movies right which you had on vhs like this and heat (laughs) heat was too awesome yeah he was really yeah yeah I, only, I think I only owned it on DVD, and that was one DVD. But, yeah, I would just think... And then the other thing we're going to get into later is the the music, the song. Like, I remember this being a thing oh, yeah. where there Celine would be this, the summer blockbuster with the summer and the song attached to it, and you would just hear it all summer long. And I don't feel like you need to do that anymore. Like, yeah, like you don't Skyfall was kind go. of the... <laughs> yeah. Like, Skyfall is the last time I remember, like, a big song from a movie... Oh, Con Sunflower. Con Sunflower Air. from the last, uh, whatchamacallit, Spider-Verse movie. Was Con Air before or after Titanic? <laughs> I don't know. But. That, I feel like that's, that one had a song to carry the, <laughs> the whole blockbuster season. But the 90s, it felt like that happened a lot, right? There was like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Prince, yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and even like the Bat- Batman movie. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah. the shitty um, Three Musketeers movie, the Disney one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't wanna close my eyes. Oh uh, yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon. That was absolute shit movie, but. <laughs> and didn't Pearl Harbor, which is basically a ripoff of this, didn't, wasn't there a song from that too? Pearl Harbor sucked. <laughs> Just a little, a little bit, bit more, more than, than I, I love you. <laughs> Missed you so. <laughs> Michael Payne missed the mark. <laughs> That's a great song. And the one last thing I wanted to mention, as I, I mentioned last week, I've just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos on, the, you know, the Titan submersible that uh, unfortunately imploded. Mm-hmm. This and you see all this James Cameron stuff. And as much as I think James Cameron is a big old d bag and an asshole. I kind of respect that he's a good filmmaker, but that's not even his thing. His thing is really like 
being an explorer. He's almost like a Leonardo da Vinci, like a Renaissance man in that way. I, I like that. Um, and he even said he wasn't even going to do Avatar movies anymore. But then he's like, ah, let's get some money <laughs> just so I can fund some of my other projects. Well, so. like we, we joked when we filmed when we filmed Avatar when we recorded our Avatar episode uh, that the, the other reason he did it is so he could do more water shit yeah this wasn't done yeah. I don't even know where he's going now I mean like I said the video I watched he touched the bottom of the the deepest part of the planet so I don't know where he's going he doesn't seem to be interested in space I don't know maybe he will be anyway uh, let's get into it as usual we're going to talk about seven items from the movie uh, I will go first and uh, the whole story format of the old lady stuff, I don't like. Um, I don't get it either. Like, I, it was eighty-four years ago, Jeff. And that name was Nash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, like you said, I think the whole reason Cameron did this is so he can go down to see the Titanic, and he had to film the footage and put it in the movie, and so you had to bring it present day. And then have a survivor talk about it, I guess. But, like, why they have to bring her on board and all of... Like, it's just... And then her so mullet at the end was kicking my ass. Just, <laughs> just kind of old oh, when she dropped mullet. the... <laughs> oh, her yeah. mullet or her moan? Her mullet. Uh, mullet. I kept... After they brought her to the, the, the exploration ship, whatever that was, I, I kept hoping... That she, they would take her down on one of those submersibles, like because <laughs> that would have been the funniest thing oh, I've ever seen yeah. in my life. No way. I wonder if that was ever discussed. Like we should take her down there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I heard there is a filmed ending to the movie that's totally different, in that she, that uh, Bill Paxton and his and her granddaughter, she shows them that she has the ocean, and then she tells them why they can't have it, and then like, and Bill Paxton just laughs, and then. They throw it into the ocean all together. Like, I kid, don't know, kid, stupid. Are, mm-hmm. are we going to talk about her chucking the, the thing? Is that Talk about it. List? Alex? No, it's not on my list. So, this is not a hot take, and I probably got this from somewhere else, but, like, really, like, I, I, I get, like, the whole romantic angle of it, but, but that thing could have fed, like, <laughs> an orphanage? I don't know. Like, she... She talks about how um, she like the Billy Zane like kills himself in the you know in the stock market. Great crash. Depression. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's not like he's gonna come after it at that point. Like she could have got something for that to help people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm nah. saying. She well, I know who she's horseback riding like a real cowboy <laughs> and flew airplanes and shit. Yeah, yeah I know who she's not gonna help. It's her actual family because this bitch, when she dies and goes to heaven, she does not go to her husband or her children. She goes nope, to a dude nope. she had a one night affair with on the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a, it's a little rough. Yeah. Hey, you know what? The heart wants what the heart wants. By the way, the fact that that, that necklace was called the Heart of a Sea made me roll my eyes every time they said that out loud. Mm-hmm. And like the French, because it, like it was the, it was blue. It's like the Sockter Mirror or whatever the hell it was called. Or is it Pink Panther? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's a big diamond. But, uh... Oh, it's called the Heart of the Sea, and then it winds up in the sea. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, that was my number seven was the old lady stuff. Uh, Scott, or I don't know who was supposed to be. Alex, you go. 
<laughs> okay. Change it up. Um, a little bit like what Scott touched upon, Dave, we get Heart of the Sea, and it falls into the ocean. We get it. The fucking, the ship sinks. We fucking get it. Like, almost at every turn, especially at the start, it's like, this ship is magnificent, unsinkable. God himself couldn't sink the ship. And they say that, like, or some variation of that throughout, <laughs> like, the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, it's invincible. There's no way this ship can sink. No way. Duh. He's not going to amount to everything. Something Picasso? What a loser. Yeah. Oh, I have more to say about that. But the, uh, the sinking, yeah, this won't sink. I... It bothered me, but at the same time, that's all you always heard. Like, that, what made the sinking so legendary is all they talked about is that it was an unsinkable ship. So I think you kind of had to bring that in, maybe not twelve times before the movie mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. But I think you did have to bring it in how full of themselves they got, they were of the <laughs> ship. You had to bring it up, but I, I was especially done with it. What Alex was saying was when the um, God, I don't even know what his role was exactly, but like the publicity guy is, is talking to the captain, like, "Yeah, you should go faster," you know, end your career on a bang, like, uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking the ship is sinking, nuts. and he's like, "But the ship is unsinkable." Yeah, it's a mathematical certainty, sir. It's a mathematical certainty. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, now Scott, number seven. All right, number seven. Uh, just, just real quick, um, <laughs> another trivia piece that's actually quite tragic. I don't know if, if it's true. Is uh, they, they, whoever they, being scientists, I would hope said that if they had instead hit the iceberg head on that yeah. they would have been okay. Yeah. It was it was scraping the the underbelly that that did it. So <laughs> scraping the side like Morse code. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, cuz they like punctured holes in like four of the the containment things or whatever. If they just went in the front, it would have been one and they would have been fine. Yeah. Idiots. So, uh and anyway, I'm definitely no expert on, on what happened there, um, even though I've been in the museum. Um, so, <laughs> hey, my number seven an is uh, a, probably my biggest plotting uh, gripe here um, is that the ship is packed to the gills, and yet they have that scene in the in the toward the beginning where she thinks about jumping and he pulls her back, and nobody sees any of that happen. There's nobody out there. Like, I don't believe that for a second. And then uh, when and then when she's and then they do the same thing again up on the the bow with the I'm flying Jack, whatever. Well, <laughs> no nobody 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 sees them doing that either, and the whole time they're like, Where is she? Where is she? And yet anytime David Warner wants to find them, he's like, Oh yep, she's on the other side of the ship. Like, oh, oh, she's down in the, with the third plasma. It seems to have no trouble finding her. <laughs> Whenever she's, like, in a spot that would be much harder to find. Um, so, I don't know, that, that, that bothered me. I will say, I mean, I've been on just the carnival cruise, a little crappy cruise. But when you go out there at night, there's not too many people wandering those upper decks at night. Because it's cold and people are inside and gambling and drinking and having fun. So, that I, I can see her being on the back of the boat with not many people there. Um, and the thing up front, you're not even supposed to be up there. If you look, that's not actual where you're supposed to be walking, right? They kind of just exactly. Someone would have told him to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. And early on too, mm. when 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 him and his uh, 
Is it the, you the friend? The... <laughs> we're, we're, we're on the front of the boat. Right. Yeah, I forgot that that... I'm like, so he did this first with the dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's he, the king of the world shot comes from that. I thought I was always the one with her. I was like, I don't. What the, what's That's Caprio nice? was like. Well, my my Italian friend's not picking up on the vibe and leaving. I gotta I gotta try this uh, this girl over here instead. Yeah, the, sec- <laughs> the second time he's like, this is much better than I did it with Pablo. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. Pablo, whatever his name was. Um, all right, uh, on our number sixes, and uh, Alex touched on it, but. The references t- to Freud and Picasso and all that stuff was kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth nothing, these Picasso. <laughs> Freud. Oh, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, I did. I, I did like the joke about is he a passenger? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the reference in itself. Is, yeah. Those things were just this Pablo fellow, cool. whoever he is. I assure you, he will not be a successful artist. Yeah. And I have much more to say about Billy Zane later. How Billy you guys Zane. Say it? Yeah, back up, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> but yeah, those those references and stuff would kill him. Billy Zane's toop? <laughs> uh, is he wearing a toop in this? Oh, yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. Uh, it's magnificent. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is... I couldn't find any other spot on the list to put her, but Kathy Bates. I liked her character. The only likable character in the show. Yeah, pretty much. Just about. Uh, I think I put her so low because I misremembered the ending of the movie. I thought it was her that forced the the guys into roping the, the boats together, getting them organized so that they can go back. But it was actually uh, Reed Richards. Yeah. That did that. Mr. Fantastic so, himself. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, was, She was tried really... to, but she got shot down. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It was... That's like based on a true accounting of, of like her insisting they go back and then the guy saying no. <laughs> yeah, that, that supposedly actually happened. So. Wow. I believe it. Me too. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott, number six. Number six, the. Uh, so there, there's, there's some rough CGI, um, which I'll, I'll talk yeah. about in my honorable mention if, if, if we don't get to it sooner. But. Um, that out of the way, um, the transitions between the wreck to the ship as it was and back again were pretty damn slick. Um, that, that's a, that money shot at the end when she's fantasizing going back um, and the, the ship changes, like that holds up really well. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was cool. Yeah, some cool. And then early on when you, when you get that first transition back to her telling the story... Um, is is also really cool. So they they, they definitely nailed that, um, which is which is interesting like, considering like some of the other kind of limitations that, that were going on at the time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my number six. I remember just thinking like, wow, that looks really slick. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, all right, my number five, and this is the the problem I've had with this movie since the first time I've seen it. As I swear, if I got a copy of the script, the the entire dialogue for the last. 50 minutes of this movie is just <laughs> Jack says Rose! Rose says Jack! Yeah. Rose! Come on, Rose! Let's go, Jack! Jack! Joe! Rose! Jack! Rose! <laughs> Jack, oh Jim. my, oh, there was, oh you, my you, god. I forgot there was a Jack and a, and a uh, Fabrizio. And they <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah. But all they're doing is yelling each other's names for 
in the corridors for like 30 minutes and it's like ah stop stop it i know that just that stuck out to me and it was just as bad watching it this time so jack you saying rose and rose saying jack alex number five my number five is the drawing of Rose, like one of his French girls. Um, that one was very much <laughs> got a flashback of being back in art school. Um, because it is a, a big shock, like the first time you ever go to a life drawing class and everything. And then there's yeah, a naked person in front of you. And then it's like, okay, they're going to go pose. You do your drawings or else you're going to fail this class. I'm like, oh shit. All right. And that's kind of how um, Leo played it. When it. He was in awe, of course. Uh, but then once she started sitting around, then he got serious. Okay, you need to pose here, put your hand over here. Okay, don't move while I'm, you know, working. So, I thought that was very well done. You said you, in high school, you were drawing nude people? No, in college. Oh, I thought you said high school. Yeah. Like, art, art school. Art school, okay. Yeah. I can't wait till I go to art school. <laughs> I do I do uh, like the, the memes that is also generated. <laughs> to see what he's yeah. actually drawing. <laughs> um, yeah, and I for, I forgot that she uh, we got to see her boobies in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember they you saw the painting. I thought it was just you saw his drawing and you never actually saw her. And I was like, oh, nice. All right, nice. I, I, I do appreciate how fearless Kate Winslet seemed. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just James acting. Cameron. Like... James Cameron's threatening her, <laughs> probably. Fat shaming her the whole time. There's all sorts of horrible stories about how they, she got treated on this movie. I was reading some of the trivia that like she she threatened to quit because she basically got hypothermia. Cause yeah, because Cameron wouldn't let anybody wide of the water tank. <laughs> yeah, you so like everybody was peeing in the water tank, including DiCaprio yeah. and Kate Winslet. Did you hear like at the like one of the parties someone laced the punch yes, with that's a PCP? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus H. They're like, luckily, Gloria Stewart was like elsewhere at the time. <laughs> I'm kill yeah. Um, is that your five, Scott? Have you done it yet? No. no. That was. Yeah, that was my five. That was Alex's five. So we're on to my number four. My number five. So you number five. Sorry. Uh, kind of line with what you guys are saying. I I could basically do without the first half of this movie for the most part. <laughs> last last half of the movie, I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. like the first half, like it's just too much of Jack and Rose, I guess. I, I mean, you, I guess you got to set some time to to set it up. Otherwise, there's no stakes in the end. But like the two of them, are just they're not that they're not good. Like <laughs> it's not great acting in the at least in the first half of the movie. They're they're flashes um, in the second half of of like why they became stars, but. I, I don't see a lot of it in the first half. Um, yeah, like you're saying, the dialogue's bad. Um, just driving home the point of, like, her life being bad. Like, he's just this kind of free spirit, so, like, don't need to spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like yeah. Dharma and Greg. This yeah. is basically Dharma and Greg. <laughs> uh, I, you know, there, there are a few <laughs> things that, you know, I like. The, like, Anytime they went to the engine room, that was rad. Um, just the some Scott s- likes pistons. I do. Some sometimes <laughs> uh, the, the little stuff they did to show scale, 
like when it's pulling out of the the port and there's that little dinghy or whatever against the, the side of the ship um but yeah until like pretty much the dinner scene like i just i don't think the movie needs almost any of it like i guess you get you got to show them like like set up her telling the story i guess but i don't know yeah yeah, like I, I agree and disagree. I like I said, a lot of the present day stuff could be cut out of the movie to get it going. Do we need to see him playing the poker game? I don't know. But I thought the movie almost slows down once it gets hit by an iceberg. Like I, I, I almost enjoyed it this time watching them falling in love. Or like that part seemed better. Once the once the thing hit, it was just hallway after hallway after hallway filling up with water. And like that to me, that got a little tiresome hmm. until. They get out of the hallways and they run the, the ship and I don't know. For me, I felt like you could have took some out of the back part, took some stuff out, like the old lady stuff out, and then I would think it would have been nicer. And yeah, some of the stuff when they're walking around in daylight, right when he he's drawing pictures of kids and stuff or whatever, like that could have been out. I don't know, but I, either, I thought either, some of the way, hallway I, stuff got repetitive. I I, I do agree. Yeah, the dialogue was probably the worst part for me. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. that's one of fun. Um, my number four is what I love about this movie is not that, I mean, it's the infamous death of Jack scene that everyone has an opinion on whether or not he could have stayed, you know, floated on that thing with her or whatever. And Mythbusters has done it. And now I've watched the video of James Cameron, like myth busting Mythbusters and saying <laughs> no. And then they came out to, it's quite it might be possible if all these scenarios happen and he goes all that means is next time I make this movie I'm just going to make the board smaller like that's the point of this movie Jack has to die it's not a good movie if he survives right so get over it <laughs> like uh, but I just love that everyone has it's still something that people talk about and I just think yeah it's it's good yeah, they kind of they kind of even show a little bit where it's like, oh, this thing wouldn't have like Jack tries to get on yeah, with the, both of them, and it kind of flips over a bit, and they realize it's oh shit, this thing doesn't have enough buoyancy for both of us. Yeah, and so they they did a thing where he had you got scientists, they got this cold water tank, they put two actors in them with all these like rods and stuff on them, um, measuring their body temperature, and they tested all sorts of things and. Yeah, like, it was like they got to this point. If they both were able to be balanced on their knees and hands with their core body out of the water, they both probably could have survived. But that's like with no waves, not panicked in the middle of the night, right? Like there's all sorts of things. Like it might be possible. All, um, all I'm saying is is I've read uh, Watchmen and the pirate story. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. There's a lot of lot of uh, what they didn't call them life vests. What were they calling them? Uh, I don't know. Life preservers. Jackets. I forget what they're called. Like they, they weren't calling them jackets. Either. Whatever whatever those things were. There yeah. there was a lot of them to be had after about oh twenty or thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Got... I'm just saying. Well, it was he had to get out of that's what they're, so they so. I guess there's an account of there was a. a when the boats came back, they found a dude, and he was on all fours. So he's basically on his knees, floating on a piece of wood, and he's one of the few guys that survived. That's where he got the idea of putting Rose on there. And it's like, if you keep your co- your, your internal organs out of the cold water, you would have survived a lot longer. So that was... 
So if you were just had a life vest itself, it wasn't going to work well because only your head was above water. Everything else was under. I don't know. Pretty I'm, crazy. I'm just saying they could have made a raft. Yeah. Well, that's what in Mythbusters, that's what they did. <laughs> they put a bunch of life jackets underneath the piece of wood she was floating on to make it more buoyant. And But to be thinking about all that while you're in the middle of the Atlantic at night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just t- take nah. me, Jack Frost. <laughs> Go into the nice slumber. Hopefully I die before the sharks get to me. That's all I would be thinking. Um, but anyway, I love the fact that it's one of those scenes that people will talk about forever. Um, but I think that just makes you mean you made a character that people like, and so everyone's mad that he died. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is I love the interior of the engine room, especially when they show the scale yep. of the pistons of the engine. Man, that's it's still a cool shot. Uh, the compositing is a little funky sometimes yeah. when they show like the guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. one guy there. But <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you get like you still get like a really good sense of scale with the boilers and everything, and everybody working, and then when they're going to full steam, man, that was great. It, it is cool too because it's like everything in there is pristine. Because they they like just taking yeah it out just the maiden yeah. voyage everything's yeah. still shiny shiny pistons a yeah. uh, little bit of trivia for that scene apparently most of the extras in in those engine room scenes are only like five feet tall to to help maintain the scale oh, okay <laughs> that's nice I think I saw Deep Roy in there <laughs> well he's that Deep Roy is actually playing all of them that's what I, I said <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense <laughs> deep. Uh, all right uh scott number four uh my number four is so you said jeff you said you thought this is like most boring part basically just the whole process of of how jack and rose make it up to the aft railing um outside of the the part where she gets on the lifeboat and gets off again (laughs) um yeah, just just that overall process of, of like everything they have to go through to get up there. Um, I think mostly I like it just because it's it's really like a deceptively large space. Um, you know, all the different the hallways, like you said, all the the stairwells. Um, you know, having to navigate all the people, the different decks, uh, different halls. Uh, like they they have to actually do a lot of walking <laughs> to get up to that point um but you know at first glance you know, it doesn't seem like it because like okay it's just a ship um but yeah i do i do like that from like you mentioned the four quadrant thing like kind of the the adventure of, of getting up yeah there. so yeah. yeah that's that's my number four and I, I do have more to say about like everything else going on the boat but yeah that's my number four. all right uh on to number three um number three is I don't think they're meant to be funny but come on some of these deaths were making me chuckle and I don't think they needed to be in this movie like these guys <laughs> falling far and sliding down and hitting propellers and I think it was the hokey physics that um, yeah kind of made it a bit more comical than it should have been oh it was, uh, like it was maybe it was like realistic but yeah there was just like constant <laughs> people falling and hitting stuff and yeah yeah yeah, then the guy's sliding. I was getting like Superman two vibes of them blowing the guys on the roller skates and telephone boots falling over. I don't know. I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but I don't know, maybe or maybe it was a uh, what do you call it? Like or 
a response to not wanting to deal with it. I don't know, but I was just kind of like, ah, the guy looking next to him and just falling down. There's weird stuff. Um, so anyway, the deaths as the Titanic is bobbing in and out. Alex, number three. Number three is, again, a bit heavy-handed, but I did like the way the camera kept going back and forth between the first class and, like, the bottom class. Um, So cutting in between, like, oh, this is, you know, the the stuffed shirts going to their cigar and brandy room while everybody's having a kick-ass time down in the decks with Irish Irish jigs and arm wrestling and shit. Dancing with Conan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that made me laugh. Another great gif out of this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought he handled that part very well. Yeah. All right. Scott, number three. Um, so I, I think Cameron, probably outside of like some of the scale and, and kind of historical realism he tried to add here. I think the the coolest thing he does in this movie um, is j- just kind of, uh, or not coolest, but the most interesting, I should say, because my coolest is number two, but <laughs> um, is kind of showing the human condition here. Um, just kind of showing like how all these different people are reacting to what's going on. Um, and some of it, like Alex said, is, is based on their, their class. Um, mm-hmm. really, most people are just panicking, uh, which which I think is perfectly natural and it makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. But you you get some you know, I, who knows how realistic it actually is, but you know you get some noble things. You get the musicians that that play on to the very end. Um, you get you get two guys that decide to go down with the ship. Basically, you get the captain who basically just goes out of his mind, and all he can think of is just to be up there at the wheel. Um, Maybe he has some sense of him himself wanting to go down with the ship. But he's basically given up on everything. Like, he's no longer trying to help. He was just sitting in that room and going, Is that all you've got, Saruman? Saruman. Yes. <laughs> going on this yeah, big soliloquy. <laughs> uh, is this the doom of our time? Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. You know, a very human reaction. Um, I really like uh, Victor Garber here as the was he, I don't know if his official like the shipwright. I think they called him yeah, a carpenter so. at one point, but uh, yeah, the, the guy that basically you know at least knows how the ship was built. Um, like I like his reaction of you know he's freaking out, but he's doing everything he can to help people. But then he realizes like like it's it's over, and so he decides to go down with the ship as well. You know, even giving his uh, life preserver, whatever they're calling it, to, to Kate Winslet. Um, to Rose, um, I really like like that take on it. Um, you had uh, Jeanette Goldstein doing um, the Irish lullaby or, or, or fairy tale to her kids, and she was like, they were still oh, yeah, in the room. Yeah, um, it's like you, that was the most gut wrenching part for me. It's like, oh my god, yeah that that was that was that rough. El- elderly couple, just yeah, the elderly couple holding each other, yeah, yeah that that you know that was sad and sweet at the same time. Um, just a couple of the rich dudes, like the one guy that's like, I'm gonna have a brandy. <laughs> oh, yeah, as soon as the water started coming into the room, he had a look on his face that said, I made a huge mistake. Well, I mean, he was freaked out, but like, I, I, I appreciated <laughs> yeah. like 
he was like, yep, I'm not getting off this boat. I'm going to, you know, meet my end here with, with some kind of dignity. Um, and same thing with the other guy that was just standing on the stairwell, just kind of like freaked out, but not panicking. Um, the, the guy that's from all the soap operas, <laughs> I don't know what his name. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, just like, I really liked how they, and then it all kind of flows along naturally too, which I like. And then, and then you have like the, uh, the, the second hour, the first officer, the guy shoots himself. Because um, he, after he, like, killed somebody. So he's like, oh, this isn't, like, he, he loses his mind. And then you have the, you have uh, Reed Richards is the one guy that's like, we're going back. Um, no, hmm. uh, and then all the people that don't want to go back, even though they, they've made it away and they've got the boat. Um, yeah, just, just, they pack a lot of that in there at the end. And I think it's very interesting. That's my number three. Good. Um, all right, we're on the right number twos. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my my number two is when Kate Winslet or Rose comes back with the axe. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And he's like, do a practice, you know, do a test swing and try to do it again. She doesn't even come close. Oh no! First, she just walks right up and just sits ready to swing. And he's like, whoa, 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 do a practice swing first. And she does that. And then she closes her eyes. And it gets me every single time. Just like, uh, at a different different uh, cut of this movie, he's running around with one hand or something. <laughs> um, he bleeds out to death before they, <laughs> way, way before they make it up to the railing. Yeah. Uh, just crack when she just runs. Her, like, yeah, she, he has to tell her to like, spread her hands apart. But the fact that she just closes her eyes and at first is not no hesitation. Oh, my God. But yeah, uh, Rose cutting his chains off. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Billy Zane. Billy Zane. My number one. Yeah, because, oh, man, I love me a good villain. He was just an absolute hateable piece of shit from beginning to end. <laughs> even, at, even at the end, oh, he sees that little girl and is like, oh, okay, maybe he's got one redeeming quality. Nope. <laughs> he ignores that little girl until he sees, aha, uh, I saw an opportunity over here to get on uh, one of the lifeboats. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Oh, it was great. I kind of hated it a little bit that he made it off the of the boat, but I think that was kind of the point that a disaster like this is indiscriminate. So what what happened exactly to, to David Warner's character? Like We see him like right before the ship splits in half, but he's like all bloodied up. Like I feel like they cut something from the movie. Uh, yeah. that's not, and that's not the guy that Kate Winslet punched when she was looking for help, right? No, no, uh, no. Billy Zane's, He's like, man Like goon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Is his name Spicer Lovejoy? I, I barely remember his name being said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, David Warner's great, yeah. by the way. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, he, yeah, all of a sudden he's, he's, like, he disappears, and then he's, all of a sudden he's, like, all bloodied. Like, something happened to him. Yeah, the ship got him. <laughs> the ship gets everybody. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah. Billy Zane. Fantastic job being a villain. He's Billy great. Zane. Billy Zane. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. Number two is the, the ship sinking. Uh, it's it's impressive filmmaking. like And kind of a hallmark of James Cameron being meticulous of how the... The, the boat, the ship, um, hits the iceberg. They have the meeting. They're like, it's going down. And then you just see all the different stages 
and they they're slowly just he goes through and destroys every single one of his sets like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 pretty cool <laughs> to think about the kind of scale they're working with here um yeah just the they're taking on water you see the guys running for their lives in the uh from the, from the engine room which is also pretty cool and intense uh but and then you know you finally get that first shot where the the uh the front was the back of the boat it was the front of the boat yeah it was starting to go down um and then the water keeps coming up and up finally get to like bernard hill where like the water's like at the the cabin or whatever where the steering yeah, wheel is bridge bridge yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and then you know, this, the ship goes vertical splits in half um yeah it's all like very meticulous and they basically lay out like how it happens the, the one guy that's like overly zealous about explaining the exposition yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it, it's it's impressive stuff to to see it all play out um in, in like a reasonable time frame too um I mean, yeah, there, there's a little bit of like, move, like plot stuff there to make sure Jack and Rose get to where they need to be before stuff's completely underwater. But um, yeah, just just very interesting the 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 way they show like like incrementally the ship going under. So uh, yeah, I very technically I, we stopped what we we watched it in two chunks. But pretty much once they hit the iceberg, we we called it a night. And then I looked to see how much movie was left. I think at that point there was like an hour and a half left. And I think the Titanic like it took two and a half hours, somewhere in there, to fully sink. So it's almost, I mean, it's pretty close to real time, all right? Maybe a little, uh, just how fast that thing went down. And it's just nuts. Yeah, the, the, the trivia said that if you combine all the time that they're in the, the 1912 version of the ship, that it is like the actual time that it took the Titanic to sink. Once it hit the iceberg, like I don't know how accurate that actually is, but it was in the trivia, so I'll believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and also the one thing I would—well, I'll wait. I'll do as honorable mention, just in case you guys have it for your number ones. Uh, my number one is Billy Zane. Uh, he is just his mustache twirling. <laughs> I'll have more brandy, sir. Uh, Picasso. <laughs> Never heard of him. Uh, then at the end, when the ship is sinking, I'm still vindictive, and I'm going to chase you throughout the ship and try to shoot you because you <laughs> yeah, stole my car. Serious murder boner. <laughs> I, I could have done without the shooting at the end. That reminds me of the the day after tomorrow when the freezing cold wasn't enough. We had to have escaped wolves trying to attack <laughs> our people too. Like <laughs> I don't know, just God. just everything. Every time he was on screen, I was laughing because he was so absurdly over the top and I loved it um, mm-hmm. yeah St. Crispin's Day I was waiting for him to say that at some point <laughs> he's both predator and prey uh, yeah I love me some Billy Zane in this movie so alright that's my number one uh, Alex nice. this ship sinking uh, Scott covered most of it it's fantastic I do love that they showed a, in the uh, forensics uh, dis- display in the little uh, simulation uh, at the beginning so that when you saw it at the very end you can make the connections like oh shit so this is how the ship's going to sink because we saw it at the very beginning I thought that was a nice touch Yeah. Uh, the other thing is when I first saw the movie I did notice that some of the stunt performers when they hit 
some uh, objects that were supposed to be quote unquote solid. They were actually like inflatables. Did you guys mm. notice this? No. no. Okay. The, oh, I did notice it with one of the lifeboats. One of the lifeboats okay. is clearly like rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking. Kind of material like that. Yeah, I was. I was thinking that maybe they went back and fixed it, like in, for maybe one of the re-releases. Because I know it's it's been re-released uh, at least a couple times by now. But who knows? I didn't catch it this time. But yeah, the whole sinking of it was fantastic. Very well done. Well shot. Uh, I agree. I heard that they've only redone one thing. Cameron's only changed one thing in the movie since they released it. And it was because of Neil deGrasse Tyson complained that the, the stars were wrong in the sky <laughs> that night. And so they changed it so that the right constellations and the right stars are in the right position as, as the ship sunk. But that's the thing he changed. I, I love Super that. Super technical detail. Because, you, you, you know, like, as soon as Cameron heard that, he was like, Fuck! Like, he was just, like, <laughs> he, he was probably just, like, livid until he could get it fixed and get it back out there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that, I find Tyson. it pretty hilarious. And Neil deGrasse Tyson would be the kind of asshole. Yeah, he would out. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was cool and all, but the stars were completely yeah. wrong. How was I supposed to watch this movie? The Big Dipper wouldn't have been over there. <laughs> This is his, uh, it's raining over here, but not over there. This yeah, type of complaint, yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is the the whole process of, of Rose rescuing Jack. Um, it, so up to that point in the movie, it's it's pretty much like DiCaprio's been kind of saving her and, and like pointing her in the right direction and then taking her on this adventure and even though she's kind of the one that initiates the intimacy. Um, and then it's all of a sudden it's on her. And we, we get like a very classic, like James Cameron, uh, you know, female hero doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, when it's all of a sudden she's on her own. She's walking through the hallways. That, that's, that's easy. My favorite stuff from the movie. Um, the, the lights start flickering. Um, it almost takes mm-hmm. on like a, a horror element. Uh, or like pure horror because you could argue the last like hour and a half are (laughs) are littered with horrible things happening Um, but yeah just her going through those hallways and then um, she does find like a couple people like one guy just like runs past like like a monster or something and then uh, you know doesn't want to like freaks out tries to drag her along Um, she finally gets the axe and then her having to to wade back through to, to get back to him and then and then yeah, there was the the cute moment with the axe, which yeah, like it was it was the practice swings were funny and I like that, but just the blind swing was a bit much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I do like that he like trusts her implicitly to do it, uh, but uh, yeah, just the whole process of of her like taking care of him, up, you know, which had not been really a thing up to this point. Um, I really liked it and actually actually really helped round her character out. Um, other than just kind of being spoiled and, and willful, and um, yeah, just and then just for the audience, the, the whole romance of it but, um, made her a much more likable character that, that she turned out to be pretty capable. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Um. Let's hmm. see. Well, I. All you guys think, um, 
One was I did like at the end, which you guys maybe mentioned already, was uh, seeing all her photos and that she did live her life. She kind of kept her promise. <laughs> the the, the uh, Saving Private Ryan moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In which, yeah, I mean, the fact that she's... They had, that's why she had to bring all her luggage on this stupid boat so she can set it all up so it makes sense that they're in her room later on. Um, I did like seeing that. And then you guys mentioned the effects. The one thing I did uh, see in a video was... When they were doing this, James Cameron was talking about building the set and everything. Like, well, we could build you a full, for the money, we could build you a full life size Titanic or whatever. You know, basically an empty one. And he's like, yeah, but can you sink it and bring it back up? They're like, no. So they only built one side of it and parts of it can go under and back and stuff. Um, But only the one side. So then when they filmed the other side, they did everything in reverse. But that meant, like, Leo Nagar- Leo's hair was parted on the other side. All the buttons were reversed on jackets. All the writing was done in reverse. And so those, those details, I think, are pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'll have to watch it closely. Um, yeah, speaking of the CG, early on when they're showing like all the like the ship crew and officers on the on the top of the deck, like that's probably the stuff that aged the worst. Um, clearly, <laughs> early stages of. Of animating realistic-looking people, even from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that did not age well. I think the the, it, sh- the shot of the submersibles going down also was not good. <laughs> um, yeah, the animated guys in the ship reminded me of uh, what's that? What's the Tom Hanks like the the, the Polar Express animation <laughs> or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they're definitely crossing the, the uncanny valley there. Yeah. Um, also, oh, I, a thing I was wondering. Um, so I, I didn't find this in the trivia in either one of these, but um, so David Warner, like I, I think I mentioned this before, he actually passed away last year. Um, and I think we failed to mention that because, um, or we should have mentioned, or I should have anyways, because we did cast a deadly spell as a tribute to, to Fred Ward, who also died, and they were both in that movie. Um, and and yeah. David Warner um, again has had a couple of my favorite roles in um, Time Bandits and uh, Tron, Baldur's Gate Two. Yeah, Tron. Um, and he's pretty good here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of the Use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, anyway, um, I wondered if in Moulin Rouge, uh, the Duke's manservant is named Warner. I wonder if that was a, a, a reference to, to David Warner here. Just tossing that out there. Because they're both mm. just like complete like sociopaths. <laughs> and they're yeah. both manservants and they, they do whatever their their master bids them to do. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I like how this movie was uh, like the Shining ending but happy. <laughs> Both bitter, bittersweet happy. Yeah, yeah. But, well, she was an old lady. She went back. Everybody's still having a great old time on the I, Titanic. I did. I did think it was it was very cute when they they pull back the second time and everybody's just completely engrossed in your story. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they want, if uh, a grandmother claims who she th- says she is, all those questions got. So the music, um, pretty good score. It's James Horner, and the trivia on that was no steel and, drums. 
uh, he and uh, <laughs> bullshit Cameron had like a falling out over T two, I think. Like Cameron was not happy with them or whatever, and he wasn't happy, so they they hated each other. But they came back for this movie, and they really worked together well on this. And then they offered the song to uh, Celine Dion, and she didn't want to do it, but she, I guess, finally agreed. And I'm glad she, she's probably happy for that. Well, the the mm-hmm. trivia uh, said that uh, Cameron didn't want any song, like in in the movie. And mm-hmm. Horner actually went behind his back with Celine, got Celine Dion and and whoever else, and they they recorded it, and like everybody winded up loving it. Um, including Cameron, and so yeah, they use it at that that end spot there, mm-hmm. and that tune plays throughout. That's what I always yeah, told Laura. Yeah, I yeah. thought this was only at the end. She's like, no, they play it throughout the whole goddamn movie. You just don't hear the lyrics until the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, that's why it's some weird. Other music. Sorry, real quick. That's why it's weird when you hear the tune for "My Heart Will Go On" when he and Jack and Rose are at the <laughs> at the uh, bow of the ship. And he starts singing a song, but it's like, this isn't the lyrics to the song. <laughs> I was like, this sounds weird. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just obviously other other tunes or other songs from the soundtrack are pretty good. I always have like a movies playlist going on in my room. And there's a couple, I think like when Titanic's first leaving the port, there's a nice little song in there. And there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. It's um, corner. The, the, the main, her song was just fine. It's good. It's one of the things we just so overplayed that it's hard for me to really go back and listen to it now but uh yeah yeah anything uh, else uh just uh, Danny Nucci like I feel so bad for him like <laughs> they could have <laughs> just made crushed. him like they just couldn't give him like an, a turn of the century like Brooklyn accent or something they they had to make him do like the Super Mario RPG like <laughs> Almost Italian gibberish. Like, yeah. <laughs> potato. Like potato. Like potato. Yeah. I, oh my god. Like, and Leo pretty much just abandons him with the Germans right away. Like, what the hell's <laughs> up with that? The, the Swedes. The Swedes. Whatever. Yeah, it was the Swedes. Uh, Where is Sven? Yeah, Sven that's right. Where's he Sven? Where's Sven? <laughs> yes. The, oh, <laughs> we're going to America. Like, uh, no, well, right. no, you're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get a weird slow motion, like, slap from the smokestack. Oh, yeah, from the smokestack. Yeah, that was weird. They did that a couple times. When the door was closing and the guy barely made it, and for some reason they decided to, like, do a forced slow-mo on that one, it's like, why'd they do that? Anyways. There is a face replacement scene with Jack and Rose like, in the hallways running away from, like, rushing water. Ooh, it's a rough like because I know about it, so I watched it. Okay, okay, I know oh, exactly what you're talking I didn't about. Notice it because I, I was like, "Is that their stunt doubles?" Because they look weird. I'm like, "No, but it has to be them." Because like <laughs> the camera's idiots. right there in their faces. <laughs> it's the their stunt doubles. I mean, yeah, it's their stunt doubles with their with their faces <laughs> okay. every, every once in a while. Okay, no wonder they look so weird. Yeah, that did not. Yeah. Okay. But '97, that's pretty early on to be doing that kind of stuff. So I'll give you. It's fascinating. Alright, uh, as usual, we're going to rate uh, rate the movie as a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. I'm going to get this movie a 5. I like it. I don't know if I need to see it again. Um, but I do like the fact that it's 
you know, it takes place during this real event. It just scientifically, I like that part. And then the love story is, it is what it is. Not my type, cup of tea for a movie, but I don't hate it either. Alex. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, our scores are aligning here, Jeff. I'm also going to give it a five. Personally, like entertainment-wise, I would give it a four. But because this movie, again, Cameron pushed tech forward and he did a lot more research with the Titanic and, and all the scientific discoveries that they've made since then that this that wouldn't have been possible without this movie or its funding or any of all that stuff uh i'll give it a five okay scott uh, also a five um again like a lot of the second half of this movie was very impressive i mm-hmm. i did ultimately come around on the the love story um by by the end uh even if i didn't quite buy like kind of how they got together or how like they instantly wanted to spend their lives together. I think that may, may chalk it up to the dialogue. I, I can see them like being completely infatuated with each other and, and maybe thinking in love, but um, well, it's and, a Romeo and Juliet type of thing, yeah, right? But it's like it happens so fast, and I, and I can see that like yeah, a bunch of a couple of t- horny teenagers. Although he, yeah. he's not maybe he's not a teenager. He's like twenties, early twenties, but same difference. Yeah, still. Um, yeah. Like for them, just being like, okay, like we're made for each other, kind of thing. Um, but uh, well, and, that and would have lasted a couple of years, and then yeah, and then, <laughs> but yeah, but like the, the bittersweet <laughs> um, ending of it all, which is is like what stamps like the the most popular <laughs> romantic stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a five. Yeah, it they almost should have had the line from Speed, where like they keep saying to each other, "I heard romances that start in whatever <laughs> yeah, situations just, never last." Yeah. Um, all right, fights for us all. Oh, oh what, what, one thing that I was making myself laugh was when she was about to jump. Like, I, I was thinking, like, how awesome would it be if he if he, he said the line from Princess Bride? <laughs> She's about to kill herself. <laughs> it's the shortest and perfect breast <laughs> in the world. To be a pity to waste your All right. Uh, it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five movies or TV shows that take place, or the, the backdrop of it, the backdrop of the story is a real thing in history. I, I had a hard time wording it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie takes place to the sinking of the Titanic. The other movie is similar; it's a real situation with maybe a fictional story in front of it. Um, I will go first. I had a hard time with this. I thought it'd be easy. Uh, I had a hard time, so bear with me here. But my number five is Rocky Four, taking place during the uh, Cold yeah, War. Yeah, the Cold War. Yeah, that's good. I, I love it so much that I'll allow it, Jeff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it has an effect on the Cold War ultimately. He ends but, it. Um, he ends the Cold War. Yeah. If ice can change, <laughs> use can, can change. changes. Yeah. These can change. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Rocky Four, Alex. No which number five? Uh, my number five is Suburb Sam. I saw that movie once. It was fucked up. Did you guys watch never, that? I never saw I it. I don't think no. I've seen it. No. Yeah. Everything takes yeah takes place in New York while um, the son of Sam murders is, is going around taking orders from a dog to kill people. <laughs> Does the dog have that sideways look? <laughs> sideways look? The, the oh, is it shifty? Oh, is it shifty eyes? <laughs> he did not. 
All right, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is All the President's Men. Uh, this is, oh, that's a good one. Uh, the Watergate, uh, Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, we should do that. Anyway. We should. It's a, it's a good movie. All the President's Men. All right. Uh, on to my number four, and this is... I'm just doing Forrest Gump. It takes, it's multiple things that are happening in real life history. With him being involved, um, one what's, way or the what's, other. What's, what's pick one? Okay, we're gonna pick one. Um, I guess the Vietnam War. That's the okay. most. That's with Bubba and Lieutenant Dan. So, Boris Gump. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is Empire of the Sun. It was one of, uh, if not the first movie from Batman. What's his face? Christian Bale. Rob Pattinson. Yeah, Christian Bale. As a child actor. Man, I remember. Yeah, I can't believe my parents let me see that as a kid. <laughs> I, you know, Commando, Predator, that's fine. But this this one was a gut punch. I was like, oh my god, this is real. Oh my god. Uh, Alright. Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is 300. So, highly fictionalized accounting. <laughs> but right. the the Battle of Thermopylae, the the Hot Gates, was a real event uh, that that did happen. Um, a, a bunch of Greeks there did die, uh, along with many more people. It wasn't just three hundred, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still against a, a wildly outnumbered uh, army against the Persians. Um, now tell me this: they all have twelve packs. The, yeah, they were drunk as shit. The the Spartans did. <laughs> the uh, Lacedaemonians, as they would have been called at the time. That's what 12-packs were called? Lacedaemonians? Let's go with that. <laughs> He's got a good uh, Lacedaemonians. Do they have bottomless pits? Danny, Danny Nucci's out there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're fighting the Persians. All right. Uh, my number three is I think it's the first time we mentioned this movie on this podcast. Uh, sea Biscuit, which takes place during the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, the biscuit is the way of the future. I mean, it takes place during a derby. I I, I don't remember like what. <laughs> it's one of the triple. Yeah, I think races. it wins a triple crown. I think it wins a triple okay. crown. Or I know he has like a private race. There's like a big gambling race. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Man of War. It. <laughs> yeah, and wheels of fire uh, were not enough. <laughs> and their horses race, <laughs> and award. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <But I> sp- <laughs> damn right. <laughs> um, but I remember in the movie they talk about you know every, all these p- families, everything is going well. Then they kind of flash forward, blah blah. blah and everyone's not doing so good. Depression sucks. So yeah, Sea Biscuit. Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is Forrest Gump. Uh, as Jeff said, it's a it's a bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna go with Watergate. For my choice. Okay. All right, we have two different Watergates. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, probably beating Jeff to this one, but uh, Miracle on Ice. No, because it's the whole thing is the base. I didn't do one that the whole thing was based on it. Well, I was yeah. I was talking about the specific game. Even okay. though the whole movie is about the specific game, but <laughs> they beat the Russians. I guess it's set during the Cold War also, right? <laughs> oh, it is. 
I mean, it wasn't before Rocky paved the way, though, that, that the American team I realized know, it was, it was that they, right they had what it took to defeat the uh, the Red Menace. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was the start. This gave them just a little cut. You know, see, if he bleeds, <laughs> it means we can kill it. He's not a machine. It was the he is a man. Go, you, <laughs> oh, you love. All right. Um, all right, number twos. Uh, this movie we just did not too recently, or not too long ago. Excuse me. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This takes place uh, <laughs> during the yeah. Manson murders, kind of. <laughs> in his... Sort uh, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like some hippie Also with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, all right. Alex, number two. My number two is The Last of the Mohicans. Damn, I should watch that movie again. It's been a while. The movie's fucking great. No matter where you are, I will find you. <laughs> is that the closest Daniel Day-Lewis has, has been to making an action movie? Um, Gangs of New York? Yeah. He, does some, he does some fighting in that. Yeah, he, he does. throws some knives. Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. He's better in Mohicans. Yeah, I've seen that movie once, and I couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. Really? Damn, you yeah. should watch it again. It's great. Put it on your list. I'd rather watch that than... I thought we already did it for the podcast. No, Like, this not. was in the before times. <laughs> Maybe. No, we have not. All right, it's going on the list. Maybe it's been mentioned as, like, right now, but it has. we haven't done it. All right, Scott, number two. All right. Well, for my number two, I think I think it was also Danny Nucci playing uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Olive. What? <laughs> go, go on to California. Anyway, uh, just shoehorning in Italian stereotypes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number two is what well, no, we definitely have done on the podcast, and that is Apollo thirteen. Uh, I, Scott, I think you <laughs> you keep picking you movies the that about <laughs> yeah that are about the historical event and not stories based near no no the no, no historical event. All the Finn Scott. This took place during the space race. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Bending over backwards. How was how is this one? How is not us sending up special and historical event? No, it well, is. Have to do with the space but, shuttle itself. But the story. <laughs> Of the whole movie is about sending the space shuttle to historical yeah. event. It's not like, oh, there's a story about this crook that did some thieving around the same time as the great space race, and it's prominent in the background, but the movie isn't the story. The main story isn't about. Okay, then you that. guys are it. I obviously do not understand the assignment here. <laughs> I know it's difficult. I can't blame you for this one because I had to go back well, then, and, well, then and like, why check is, why stuff. does all the president's men work because that's based on, that's exactly what happened Woodward and Bernstein like broke the story like how is that not because uh, uh, we were just being nice <laughs> it's like oh we'll let the, I'll let this one slide yeah I kind of I agree Scott we would let them slide but now all of them are wrong so it's just like ooh I you know what I disagree you two have it wrong I have it right <laughs> Alright, time for our number ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which takes place during the Civil War. That's how you do yeah. it, Scott. That was the nice. assignment. I, I don't understand. 
<laughs> Alex, number one. Uh, number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't believe you guys didn't have this on your list. I, because it's not. It doesn't take place during the war, right? It's not Nazi-occupied Germany, so I guess it counts. Yeah, during the whole Nazi thing. I hate those guys. I have it as honorable mention. I bumped it off for um, Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because I so honestly, I was trying to find a World War Two one, but every comic came up, so that I'm like, the story is about World War Two, like Saving yeah. Private Ryan, and all these things. And then I thought of Raiders, but I'm like, there's, it's not really during the war, but it is during Nazi-occupied Europe. And well, I don't know mm-hmm. where they were, what year this was, so I don't know how much of that was happening. But anyway, all right, Scott, let's hear your number one. I don't even want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> is it Saving Private Right? It's not Saving Private Right. <laughs> it, uh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. It's it's Tombstone, and we'll say during okay. the Wild West expansion, whatever. <laughs> sure. During this gold to silver rush. Sure. Yeah. I'll allow that. <laughs> oh, God. Any honorable mentions? Scott, I'd love to hear yours. <laughs> I was I was gonna have some just for you guys. But no, not Kevin. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you okay. know what? Next time you 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 guys come up with some examples first. How about that? Okay. This we'll was, try. This is a very wordy uh, topic. It was. I agree with that, but mm-hmm. Alex got it. <laughs> and if Alex got it, then... <laughs> well. Yeah. All right. Whew. I'm surprised he didn't say the Avengers. <laughs> it took place in New York. Yeah. What? Mm. All right. Oh, my honorable mention was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Alex, did you have any or no? Uh, no. This list was hard enough. <laughs> okay. Scott, do you have any honorable mentions for real? Let's just move on. <laughs> it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So I was looking for interesting sports news that wasn't about teams drafting players, because that's all teams have been doing right now. Uh, plus the home run derby, which Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won, which is great. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, she was not watching. <laughs> uh, but I ran across this article on ESPN that's fascinating about the worst team in NBA history, which was the 1972-73 Sixers. And oh boy, <laughs> this is a really good read. I'm not going to spoil it, but man, I guess they they brought a guy on the team called Trap. Uh, they don't mention his first name a lot in the article, but. Like, he'd be drinking, like, during the middle of a game. Like, he just had, like, Jack and Cokes and stuff because he was just, like, checked out or he had a chip on his shoulder. He just didn't want to be there. Uh, But throughout most of that season, the team actually got a lot closer with, you know, uh, bonding through solidarity and adversity. 
And uh, yeah, it's a great read. I recommend it. It's on ESPN website right now. So. Is Dr. J on that team yet? Uh, no. And it was right after, pretty much right after they traded Wilt Chamberlain to the Lakers. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I think their, yeah, their record was something ridiculous. It was nine to seventy-three, <laughs> and actually, the Sixers almost in like twenty fifteen. I think the article says that they almost beat that record because they were trying to, uh, I guess, lower the record intentionally so that they can get like a, a yeah, good player t- taking for draft picks. Yeah. yeah. So they missed it by one game, <laughs> and they didn't beat their own record. So there you go. But yeah, it's a great article. Sports. By the way, I I love the the tank phrases that they come up with in sports. <laughs> like like in the NFL, there was Andrew Luck, and the slogan was "Suck for Luck." And then uh, in hockey, there was Connor McDavid. It was dishonor for Connor. <laughs> Some of them were pretty good. Oh. Is yeah. is football the only one left where you get a straight up draft pick? Because now in in hockey and basketball at least, you you, you get a, you get a higher chance in a lottery. You're still not guaranteed for sucking. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I think football is the last one. I guess baseball does too, but baseball is much less of a sure thing than the other three. Yeah. All right. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. Uh, just really one thing I want to talk about. Uh, on Netflix, a new animated movie came out uh, through Annapurna um, that was initially going to be a Disney joint, um, but at some point, funding dried out. I forget, I forget the exact story. Because <laughs> they didn't have the balls to do it. Disney cut off like a lot of their animation stuff um i don't know that like specifically because of the content of this one but just because it wasn't like their first party whatever so disney decided to cut it um mm-hmm. it was like something like 70 percent done so i don't know how much netflix funded but them and this other animation studio like basically finished it all up um assume at that point they already had like the voices recorded or maybe they did afterwards but at any rate i'm talking about nimona you gotta do voice recording first. You should know this. For Nimona. <laughs> well, I don't know if that would, would all would have finished that. But anyway, um, the uh, result was that yeah, Netflix picked up this this animated movie. Um, I watched it over the weekend. I don't know Alex. Did you see it already? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a, a interesting concept with a couple of uh, strong central characters core characters mm-hmm. uh, the Nimona character um, specifically um, I kind of I, I hope that this does well enough that they they try to do another one of these yeah because uh, I think there's a, a lot more to tell there's a lot more interesting things they can do with her um, with like all the shape shifting and, and everything Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> just, the murder just, she wants to do. Yeah, um, just just like yeah, just kind of unrepentant, uh, like uh, miscreant that she is. Um, yeah, like the the movie, like 
I, I don't know. I, I would imagine that if this was Disney flick, to be getting absolutely review bombed because it normalizes certain things. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, this movie uh, really cool. Um, it, it definitely had uh, that the Disney action vibe, um, if, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, like I like th- it was this weird kind of hodgepodge setting. Um, that was interesting, but I think it was the only real place where you can see where um, the, the budget kind of falters a little bit. Um, it's kind of the, the world they mm-hmm. live in. Uh, but, um, yeah, it it was uh, an, an interesting addition, uh, some, some interesting competition to, to some of the, the bigger animated stuff that's been coming out recently, like Elemental, um, which I guess didn't do great at the box office. Um, I haven't seen it. It still looks yeah, interesting. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, some yeah. good some good tech going on with the water and the fire effects and stuff like that. But so, mm. uh, but at any rate, yeah, um, Nimona, I recommend it. And it sounds like you do too, Alex. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, my kids couldn't get over the facts. Like, wait a minute, they got flying cars. Yeah, and spaceships. Yeah, but they're knights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with swords. Yeah. Yes. Um. Just get over it, man. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. So a special call out to uh, Beck Bennett, formerly of SNL, who does Todd. Like, <laughs> like the guy. Oh, he was so. The, the guy funny. does that that voice like pretty much better than anybody that that, that kind of character. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that dumb jock. Yeah, man. just the meathead. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me, uh, Alex. Anything you want to go over? Uh, nope. Just the Mona. That's all I was going to talk about. Uh, cool. So that's uh, it. So that's uh, it. Take it. Your your boys liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's awesome. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Sorry. Um, on Netflix, I watched a documentary on the Challenger space shuttle. Um, that was interesting. I think it was like Challenger Last Flight or something. Um, it was like a three or four part thing. It was it was good. It bring obviously brought back memories. I was like, that's a uh, when I lost my innocence as a child. I think that was like the first big thing I remember. Like, Oof, yeah, disaster happening. Uh, the one thing I did not know is that little Ralphie, the actor who played uh, Ralphie in Christmas Story, he was there. Because they were doing like this kids space thing and that they were after bringing the teacher because the teacher was going to be the first civilian in space right. coming up next. They're going to bring kids into space. And he was uh, gearing up to be one of the representatives to do Ooh. that. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, he said, nope. Yeah. So, well, then, yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, and then I found out that uh, when the when the teacher... I forgot his name, Crystal or Krista, whatever. She, they had this, you know, nationwide hunt for the teacher. And then there was two that came. So it was her and then her backup. So in case anything happened, she had to drop out. They had her backup. And they became best buds. And then uh, the other teacher, she finally got to go into space, like in the 90s or something like that. So I thought that was cool. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, and then the whole... They knew it, NASA. I, I mean, some of the stuff you know, but when you watch the details, like they knew there was a problem with this O-ring, and engineers were speaking up saying, "Don't do it, especially in cold weather. It's going to crack and get everything." And NASA, we have a meet a deadline, and they ignored it. And then, 
Yeah. People were outraged, and then Reagan put together. Uh, oh, once, uh, once Reagan was on the case, I'm sure everything was fixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like put together. Uh, what do you call it? A committee to figure out what was going on. Okay. And he put this guy in charge, and I guess the directive was, okay, you know, we want you to get to the bottom of this, but don't embarrass NASA. Blah blah blah, and so they were they were, were trying to blame NASA, but not too hard. And it wasn't until some of these people. Like Sally Ride and other, the other astronauts were like feeding people data, almost like uh, Watergate, where these behind the scenes people were feeding information to these people saying, hey. And, and I guess there was this one Nobel uh, Prize winner on the on the jury who started bringing stuff to light and then no one would question him. And then they got busted. How, how wild is that, that there was a point in the not too distant past where... This thing happened, all these experts chimed in, and the public was like, well, this is fucked up. All the experts said this stuff, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to, what do they know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. He's Thanks, just, he's, where's glasses? He's a nerd. Yeah, nerd. What does he know? <laughs> um, so that was that. I watched a couple other small things, but I don't remember now. So, there it is. Mm-hmm. I am totally behind on... Secret, yeah, War, secret invasion. Oh yeah, oh that's the thing. It, it kind of turned me off that the uh, opening uh, graphics, opening credits, is done all by AI. So I was like, eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney's getting cheap on me, like Dotson. I for one welcome our new AI overlords. <laughs> <laughs> was that really you talking just now, Jeff? Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is I. <laughs> I am human. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Um, before we go, just to, sorry, I forgot to mention this, but a quick shout out to uh, the girl in high school that got the movie spoiled to her because she didn't know the Titanic sank. <laughs> she was Whoa. very upset. It's like, I haven't seen it yet. Why are you telling me the boat sinks? I wonder, you pick up a good point, Alex. I wonder how many people went to the theater not knowing that the boat was going to sink. Like, uh, hopefully not many. This thing I mean, it would have heightened, it definitely would really happened. It would have heightened the experience for a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember, like, I always did the story. I don't know how I heard the story. My parents told me, or I saw it on TV or school or whatever. And it always. Okay, I know the story. Eh. But I remember at, I think it was Costco when I was like, or probably Price Club back then. And there was a book and it had a drawing of the boat sinking. And like, that's when it hit me. Like, and that I just, I felt it in my gut, just like looking at the picture of the boat, like half sunken mm-hmm. in the night darkness. I just remember that. It's an image that sticks out to me. Ugh. So, mm. so you, you, you do bring that up, Alex, but I wonder, like, like your kids, are they just going to kind of know? Um, that's a good point. I don't think they've learned about any of this in, in history. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't know some like, history. Like I don't like. know how we knew about it. Just say yes. Well, you just find out about it. Like it's just... yeah. It was a in junior high. It was like a footnote in history because of all the immigrants and stuff like that. We were covering all that stuff. That's kind of when the Titanic was setting sail. Yeah, I wonder if like yeah, yeah. It's one of its also Ghost, Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Ghostbusters too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyways. 
think we're good. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.